do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. Listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. Nothing bad, nothing bad. Yeah. Everything's just a little bit too crazy. It is. Yeah. And I don't even know what to do about any of it. Yeah, I get, I get that. Well, you have your plan. And you stick to it when you don't know what to do. You stick to the plan you already made. Especially if if it's a good plan and you felt good about it. So, like in your case, what the, what I would say is that just means keep your community going because that's your your place in all of it. Or did what you really mean was keep your friends close and your enemies closer? But that might not be what you meant. That's, that's my new thing, fun. though. That's my new thing is I'm going to figure out who my enemies are. I'm yeah. all snuggle up to them big time. Yeah. <laughs> snuggling. Be doing some snuggling. Some snuggling. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm about tired of the human race as a whole. I really think that every Well, let, then let me, let me inspire you for a minute. So I've just been on tour, on a book tour and a teaching tour for three weeks. I was home one day and went back out and I met some of the most astoundingly good people, just good, you know, salt of the earth. Good. Like they used to say, Wow, people who are doing the work, people who are helping each other in community, people who are walking their talk. I met all those people. And if there were, I mean, I was at three different festivals and if there was hijinks and fall draw and all that, I never saw it. So that if the, the first one I went to, they had some problems with the site that they were on. Yeah. But they didn't go around flailing their arms and going, oh, woe is me. What are we going to do? They just got it done. They yeah. just fixed it. I love being around those kind of people. Yep. And. And none of the attendees knew. In fact, I told the woman who had brought me in, one of the organizers, I said, look, I I know y'all have had to deal with some weird stuff with the beginning of this because the the site had not been, it wasn't prepped the way it should have been. And they had rented it. So they kept having to call the owner to fix this and fix that. And the owner came and did it. But still, there are some people that would have made that a big drama. Big old drama. Oh, woe is me. What are we going to do? And these folks just, they just knuckled down. They said, well, this is where we are right now. And this is what we're going to do about it. And y'all cool. And everybody said, yeah, that sounds good. We're cool. Y'all cool. We cool. That was amazing. That's a hill folk kind of attitude. That's (laughs) It is. Well, they were in North Dakota. I guess there were some hills up there. I didn't see very many of them, though. (laughs) And then the second, second place I went was to a, a fairly established festival out in Kansas, which is called um, Heartland. Right. And 
beautiful camp. It's on camp at Camp Gaia. Beautiful setting, just lovely. And the the room I stayed in was nice. You know, it was it was good, good, good. But they hadn't done a festival in several years, an in-person festival. And they had some pretty new staff. Yeah. And there were things that were just glitchy. And yeah. they you would see them like a like a bull in a pasture. You'd see them look and then they'd back up three or four steps, paw the ground, and just take a run and jump and fix it. It was just amazing to watch. Love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And and again, good, good people. Everybody I ran into, everybody I talked to, they were they were good to be around. You know, they weren't bitchy and unpleasant. They were they were fine to be around. And then this last one was Pagan Unity Festival. And it is on the site it's on now is a new site as of last year. And there were an issue here and there but not much and it's such a a more convenient site than where they were before mm-hmm. and by golly i've been back to that festival since 2015 yeah. and it was like coming home oh uh, they just loved on me and hugged on me and my classes were full to overflowing and oh. i did i did a ritual on friday night that there was so many people there. I bet there's 150 people. Wow. And we just we just done it. We done the do. And it's just, <laughs> I mean, to have three of them in a row that were just smooth as they could be. And the people were lovely. It just, it gave me more heart for what I do here. It oh. did. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better about things, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was, it was. It was hopeful in a way that I don't expect things to be hopeful these days. That's mm. so nice. Well, does it make you, does it, do you feel like you never stop? I mean, I know that sometimes I'll look back and I'll go, wow, did that actually happen? <laughs> so do you look back now on the last, on the years of quarantine and go, wow, did that happen? Cause Hey, I'm here traveling and it feels. Oh no, I, I definitely know that happened. Yeah. Changed. Uh, yeah. Things change. Yeah. Well, I've you know, things change. I mean, and people change. And I know I was on a plane to St. Louis, and it was right after that horror at Uvalde. And there was a a a baby on the plane. And normally I'd be like, oh God, a baby on the plane. Uh and every time I heard that child make a sound, I just thought how blessed we are to have living children around us. I, I just yeah. kept thinking that over and over. I'm going to cry right now. Golly. Hey, it's, it's, it, it's, I don't know what to say about, I, I, I just have such, such sadness over the whole situation, but specifically over that one, because that's the one that I've heard the most about in recent memory is, is that one. But the whole subject is just, it's like a painful raw cut that you know, is, is. you have to learn how to somehow live with. And I don't know if it's any easier for people who grew up outside of a gun culture, if it's easy for them to just dismiss everything and go, well, it's just those people. You know how those people are with their guns. Yeah. But you and I both grow up, grew up with people who hunted, 
I've hunted myself and and people who currently have guns either for sport or for protecting their family. And it's just not so simple as ban all the guns. It's just not. No, no, no. And, it's it, not. and it has to be approached a certain way or people get their back up. Well, we are of the generation that still that had rifles in the back of the truck hanging from the gun rack. Yeah. You know, and they drove them over to school every day. Every day. A friend yeah. of mine was saying, because I was Inca High School, class of 74, Mm-hmm. And we were talking about, you know, one other time when a big, terrible shooting had happened. And he said, I, I just don't know what the difference is, because, you know, as well as I do, that at lunchtime, the boys would go out and show each other, uh, show each other their, what something on the truck or and everybody had a gun rack in the back of the truck. And anybody everybody. at any point could have taken a gun down. And but they didn't. They just no. didn't. No, they didn't. And so there's just, it's a very complicated issue. It's not just a matter of let's ban all the guns. Like you said, we're all having a knee jerk reaction though right now. (laughs) Have you noticed? Well, we are. And, and I try to be kind of in the middle with some of this stuff, but. Hard to be. It is. It's hard to be when you, when you hear that doctor that was at the hospital when these youngins came in. Yeah. And you hear him talking about the state of those bodies. You just, it's hard. It's really hard. And and it is that way over and over. It's the same. And so the issue is so complicated, Byron. It is. I mean, that's why I stay up sometimes lately is because of stuff like that. My mind wants to figure it out. And I want to figure out what my strong opinion is because I'm not used to being, you know, wishy-washy or confused about stuff like this. I have an opinion and I usually know why I think the way I do. And I, right now, there's so much to it that I, I can't rest on one opinion. And so it's, it's just a, it's a, yeah, it's a thing that makes me lose sleep. It does. Yeah. It does. I mean, I, I do have an opinion about it. And I just wish we could sit down with the people who actually have power on these issues, <laughs> like the gun manufacturers, the NRA, uh, the um, what's that Sandy Hook group? Yeah. All those people. I want to sit them down at the table and and just say, can't we look at this every other country in the world that is a developed country does not have this problem what is wrong with us keep going back to that because what what is wrong with us no that every other country that has these they don't have the same problem no now i remember you know and i'm sure you do too there were a couple of mass shootings 30 years ago 40 years ago uh and one of them was in Scotland. Yeah. And you know what happened? Do you remember that at all? Oh, I can't yeah. Remember the name oh, of yeah. They, they put a stop to all of it. Was the, That might be the one that the song was about, too, if I'm not mistaken. Put a stop to it. It took them about two months. And knock on wood, there's not been an incident like that since then. But because the United States is different 
for a couple of reasons. We, one is that we have, we have this country, at least as far as the, when the white people and the people of other continents came to it, this country was kind of born with guns. Yeah. 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 I'm not. And we've made it a fetish. A fetish. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So a fetish is an item of special interest. Yes, it is. And it's something that, that holds a spark of the divine. So it is not only special, it has some magical implication. Does, does that also imply secrecy in, in liking it? think so i think i think if you are in uh, a culture that has a a fetish item that's part of your culture well you're expected to like it you're expected Mm -hmm. to be part of the cult of whatever that fetish is so to be clear for everyone the use of the word fetish in this case doesn't denote necessarily a sexual fetish no it is a magical totem Right. It can be an yeah. object. A physical object that is imbued with magic and uh, divinity, usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A kind of divinity. Yeah. You got to, uh, there are a lot of people who would interpret it the other way. Well, and that's could, all they've been exposed I mean, to. I, I would be happy to interpret it the other way, too. Because yeah. I think, you know, the phallic connotations of guns is pretty damn obvious. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, we are we are not going to solve it, you and me, and we are not going to be able to get those people to the table that I would love to see come to the table. Yeah. And I just wonder how much longer any of it can stand. I just do. I mean, uh, we are not the only ones that are trying to figure this out. No, and that's true. But I tell you what, our elected officials need to try a little bit damn harder. God, Byron, I'm trying so hard not to not to say anything offensive that I can barely speak because I'm just ready to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I hear you. It's just. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's very frustrating. I do what I can on my end and, and I do it not just for myself, but hopefully for the right reasons. You know, and I think I think that that's the best we can hope for is that all of us together will try and do the right thing the ethical thing folks but the only people who are going to hear that are the ethical people and the rest of them are just going to be what they are well and i don't even want to say that those people that have that very very uh, particular point of view about this whole issue I'm not saying that they're not ethical because I think they believe that they are ethical too. So, oh, you made a point. Yeah, you made a point. That might not be the right word. That might not be the word I was searching for. But yeah, no, you made your point. Yeah. And so, so here we were talking about what we were going to record and it had nothing to do with this. We were going to talk about superstitions remember and just kind of old southern signs and totems and stuff like that I, I made a list of stuff through the week that I had that came across you know to my attention 
yeah. and I was going to bring them up to you. I was going to say, did you ever blah, blah, blah? Did you ever blah, blah, blah? And so, of course, we ended up talking about this issue instead. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what we say in the pre-show. We just end up talking about what we're talking about. We end up talking about what's on our minds, what's in our hearts, I guess you could say. Maybe I just really am not that much into it like I thought I was. The superstitious (laughs) stuff. Well, I mean, because I was thinking about the death, like death things. There were so many death superstitions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if somebody dies in your house, the first thing you do after you cry, I guess, is you go and cover all the mirrors as fast mm-hmm. as you can. Every mirror has to get covered as fast as you can. And the reason for that is because of the belief that they, their soul could slip out and get into that mirror and be trapped into the house be trapped in the house. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you? <laughs> and, and I think that's just a Southern thing. I, I mean, I've looked around a bit and, and I've asked some people and I've never heard anybody who wasn't Southern that, you know, that had that belief. I, also, I, think, it's a, I think it's a Jewish tradition, too. Is it? Okay. I think so. I mean, our, our listeners, if you are culturally or religiously Jewish, let us know if that's part of what you do. Yeah. When somebody dies, just cover the, cover the mirrors. Yeah, I'd be interested. And um, there was another one I was thinking of. If a clock goes off for no reason, if there's no reason for the, the mantle clock to go bling, bling, that that means there's an impending death in the house. Um, well, I, was, I was talking to somebody fairly recently who dreamed that their child died. Which means that there's going to be a birth. Well, no, it actually was a prophetic dream. Their child is 10 years old and it happened three days before Uvalde. Oh, my goodness. And she said that, you know, it happened and she was curiously detached from it. Yeah. And when she woke up, she thought, well, that's, of course, I wouldn't be that well. That's terrible, terrible, terrible. And three days later, Uvalde happened. So she had a precognitive dream, but it didn't have enough details for her to be able to do a damn thing about it. And that's often the way it is with stuff like that. Yeah, it's but true. In in the the South or in Appalachia, where I grew up, if you dreamed about a birth, that meant there was going to be a death. And if you dreamed about a death, it meant there was going to be a birth. Yeah. And there's all these predictions of death. It's like if you're, if your baby, now this was not one that we shared, but it's one that I heard of. If your baby talks before it walks, it will die before it's 10. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's patently not true. I, I don't know how. <laughs> I mean, some things you can hear them and you go, well, if that was true, there'd be a lot more dead youngins than there are. I guess developmentally, it just it just depends. There's some um, some superstition about if a baby doesn't crawl, it just yeah. kind of gets up and walks. Well, <laughs> and that's crap too. You know, half the superstitions we grew up believing are crap, and the other half are absolutely accurate. And it's up to you to figure out which one is which. <laughs> sadly, yeah, sadly is right. You know, but. If you're lucky, you know somebody who can help you and who is willing to help you. Let's say that who has time in their schedule uh, to help you. But yeah, as far more as- and more, 
more and more this past three weeks, I've run into people and they will tell me about something that they do, something that happens to them. Yeah. And, and I will, I have asked them, I asked them, so is your family Scots Irish? And always the answer was yes. Oh. So there is a lot of this stuff, the prophetic dreams, the, uh, the sight, uh, hands-on healing, all that stuff that comes directly down our genetic stuff. Oh, yeah. As Scots-Irish people. Yeah. It's been, it's been really interesting to just ask people right up front, so are you people Scots-Irish? And they go, well, yeah, how'd you know? Well, because we, and I'm not saying we're the only ones that have it, because we're not. But boy, the predominant people I know who have those kind of just weird things, I go, yeah, where's your people from? Well, they were in Scotland, and they were in Ulster, and then they came into Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and we have lines of dreamers. We have a maternal family line that's got all these characteristics that get carried down, is what I understand. Yeah. And then they might show up two or three generations down the line, but 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 they're going to continue on through the family line maternally, not not necessarily paternally. And that makes perfect sense to me. Did you know, I, I guess we were talking about this maybe a couple of months ago, there is a DNA test that you can get that traces your maternal line, not yep. your paternal. Yeah. Isn't that cool? The mitochondrial DNA. Yep. I guess that it's fairly accurate with, with some, I don't know. I've thought about it and then I always kind of don't do it. I got too much hill folk in me. I don't want my DNA stuff out there, <laughs> but saying that I know it probably could be if somebody wanted it to be. Boy, I'm really looking forward to somebody snatching up my DNA and making a few more of these, like just like me. So I can have them do some of the stuff I can't get around to. Oh, we could have a, a Byron Ballard, an army of you. God, that's... <laughs> uh, what, a, what a very horrible thought. Oh, my God. Horrible for who? Well, for everybody concerned. <laughs> oh, I could, I could start in about that, too. I don't think it would necessarily be horrible to get enough of you, and you could go whip Russia's ass if you wanted to or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so at these festivals, do sorry, squirrel. Um, at these festivals, do people bring their animals? Uh, well, they bring their service animals, but most places don't. Most places don't encourage you to bring your pets, just because it's mostly camping, and you know. And frankly, people are not good pet minders of their own pets. And then suddenly you look up at your campfire and some dog has stole all your weenies. Yeah. And that dog, you know, that camp, the camp for that dog is half a mile away, but they smelled you cooking hot dogs and decide to come up. Well, that that's no good for anybody except the yeah. dog. Except for the dog, yeah. Except for the dog. <laughs> Oh, but some places do some places do it just depends and in terms of attendance is there a, a, a norm a medium age for these festivals well 
boy, I don't know. I've not, I've not done that demographic work. There was some talk at one of the festivals that, um, that demographically we are growing older. And mm-hmm. so a festival that has more available housing and that the land is not real rough, that's, that's more desirable because mm-hmm. as people age and get, you know, less, I guess, more infirm, not less firm, um, you need to be really careful about your site and site management. Yeah. I yeah, I think it's mostly older people. There sure is a lot of white people, I'll tell you that. A lot really? of white people. Hmm. Yeah. And um and I think some festivals are working on that, trying to shift that demographic. Wonder why right, that now, is- right now it's a whole lot of white people. Hmm. I think a lot of the if it's a pagan festival, a lot of pagan traditions are based in Western European folklore. Yeah. And that might not be very appealing to people who are, you know, whose ancestral roots are in Africa. But I don't actually know the reason. Mm-hmm. I met a delightful woman at, at uh, Pagan Unity named Sue. And if you're listening, hey, Sue, we had a little bit of a talk about that, but we're going to have more of a talk about that because she is a, a beautiful African-American woman. And she, you know, she has some things she wants to say, and I want to hear them. I really do want to hear yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. So we can make that welcome table welcome for everybody. Yeah. And she said, "Yeah." So I'll, I'm at, I'll report more about that once I've had a chance to really have a good talk with her or a good listen. I'm not there to talk. I'm there to listen, <laughs> hear what they got to say. Well. She, she was so sweet. I heard this again and again that I either reminded some people of their mama or the grandma. You remind <laughs> me so much of my grandmother. Oh, good. That's good. Was she good to you? Oh, yes. I loved her so much. Well, that's good. Because I don't want to remind you of your mean old grandma that used to take a switch to you. <laughs> but I can if that's what you need right now. I'll take a switch to you. Uh. I tell you what, I'd like to go to Washington, D.C. right now and take a switch to a bunch of Congress critters. I mean to tell you, hey, I may watch TV tonight. Oh, I'm going to watch it. You bet. Popcorn. Popcorn and all, huh? Good red wine. <laughs> well, maybe maybe I'll drink beer instead. Oh, heck yes, I'm going to be watching that. I've heard that uh, Stephen Colbert is going to be live directly oh. after it. Whoa. And he's he was... I, well, I, I watched a little trailer of it, and he was salivating about it. Well, I am old enough to remember the Watergate hearings. Yeah. So this just feels like, what are we going to learn tonight? I'm excited. Finally, finally. I'm hoping some people are going to go to the deepest, darkest jail. And I'm hoping the American people will go, oh, this wasn't just a little, you know, a bunch of tourists acting up a little bit. That's what, yeah. you know, a lot of people are saying, well, it's not real. What they're saying wasn't real. That didn't really happen. Baby, we were watching it in real time. I, I imagine Fox News is going to get spectacular ratings tonight because they're literally the only uh, major channel that's not going to be carrying it. Right. They're going to have some, whatever it is, their usual programming. It is. Some Tucker Carlson BS. Whatever. I don't even know that they'll talk about it. And that that's how they are dealing with this. And that sort of thing is, I really think that that's 
conditioned ignorance because yeah. you don't you don't want to hear anything that you don't agree with. That's that's human nature. I mean, I don't want to hear it. Is. I mean, yeah, none know. of us want to hear things that shatter our, our worldview. Right. And some but, of us choose to do that because we know our worldview is skewed because because we all live in a bubble. Right. Right. Well, I'm a fan of truth, whether I like it or not. I'd well, rather know too. what the truth about something. Oof. I don't. Uh, I don't always love to hear it, but I love to to know it. I guess. Yeah. I mean, if, I'd rather know the truth, even if it's not something that's feel good or something that I originally agreed with. Truth is important. What is that saying? The truth will set you free. Yeah. But first, but first, it will piss you off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It will. You're not kidding. So. I'm going to listen to it. I'm a little disappointed in that they hired a TV producer for this. I think that's a, a bad move on their part. I think that if they did hire a TV producer, they should make sure that everything was just presented correctly and not necessarily sensationally. Right, or and slickly. So, I think right. a lot of us are just sick of all this slickness. Well, because we don't know what to believe. Right. And so I'm, I'm along with it. I, I know that that also gives the other side something to focus on and, and a way to, in their own minds, discredit the whole thing. Because I just, of, it is so hard for me to believe that there are people that can look at what has happened since that last presidential election and see that as anything other than so many attempts to just take down, not, not this administration, but to take down the form of government that we have. No. I just don't, I don't see how they can see otherwise. There's a lot of things that I don't understand about their beliefs. I think they've just been conditioned and they would, they would say exactly the same thing about. Yes. Our side. Yes. You are. You are 100% right. That's just yeah. what they would say. Yeah, that we, we're the ones that condition our condition. And I try yeah. to be kind of in the middle of a lot of things, but I, I, being a democratic Republic is important to me. Yeah. And when I saw yahoos walking through Congress carrying Nazi flags. I just, I just couldn't. Something I couldn't. broke. Something yeah, broke. something broke. And all I could think was, my, I'm glad my daddy's dead. Oh, uh, I, I, I'm sorry that I thought the same thing about my grandpa and my dad. Yeah. Because you know, he, yeah. he spent World War II fighting Nazis. Right. And the right. idea that somebody who claims to be an American citizen could protest by carrying a Nazi flag, I think would have killed him. Yeah. I thought that too. And I still do think it. And yeah. yeah. I mean, and I know the for a lot of people flying the, you know, the battle flag of the army in Northern Virginia, for a lot of people, that is very triggering too. But, you know, I, I am of the South and from the South and to see that, I mean, that is at least the history of some of those people who were there. 
and they are hearkening back to that stupid lost cause and all of that. Well, so I bet in a sense, I guess, you know, that harkens back to your own history, but to carry a damn Nazi flag. Through the halls. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. It's we've gone backwards a long ways. It was to me, it was chilling too. Yes. Because, yeah. because I would I saw it and I knew what it meant as far as those people and their opinion and how it's getting to them and what they think they're doing. And, you know, they thought they were heroes headed for Valhalla, headed for glory, that they were going to be regarded as heroes and they would go down as history as the people who saved America. And they really didn't stop to think it out or weren't capable of thinking that deeply. I don't know, but I think some of them at least were doing it because they thought they were saving their way of life. Oh, absolutely. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And they thought that that would justify it. Yep. And that kind of entitlement, that kind of ignorance. I mean, I hate to think that we actually are, are that or capable of that. And symbolism is important. It's really important. So if you believe you, it is the new 1776 and you are going to save what the founders have given us, you don't fly the, fra- the flags of oppressors. You don't. You, figure, you find a new flag. You figure out a new flag. And maybe it's got more stripes or more stars or fewer stripes or fewer stars or whatever. But you, but you don't. You don't fly a Nazi flag, and that's just no. the end of it. Not on, especially not there. Not and not anywhere, anywhere in a free country. And this if you is- are flying one because it is a free country, then I'm gonna know who you are. So maybe I won't always fly one. So I know. So there's no question in my mind. You're the enemy. Mm-hmm. I've been deeply acculturated to that all my life. So. You got that flag? You're the enemy. The Period. That's the truth. That's what your that's what your ancestors fought for. Yes. So you don't want to disrespect them by 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 thinking you're entitled to or these people are entitled. Yeah. They're not entitled. Exactly. They're not entitled. They're not entitled to fly fly it. Mm-hmm. And they're not entitled to fly it in uh, in the federal buildings or the state buildings or no buildings. Yeah. So they fly it. And, and, you know, like I said, they fly it. And then I know who the enemy is. That's good to know. It's good it to is. know. Remember what yeah. I said right at the beginning. I'm going to hold my friends close, but I'm going to hold my enemies closer. Yeah. And when, a, and when a witch says that, you better pay f- attention. Yeah. Crows. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Crows. Ah. For a second, I thought you said bros. Oh, <laughs> bros. Bruh. Like, man, Bruh. you're Bruh. some new Bruh. stuff out there on the road. Oh, I'm my coming. gosh. Oh, oh. We're getting ready to end. We've got a minute and two seconds. All right, young. All right, have a good one. Hey, text me yeah. if you want while you're watching. Okay, okay, I'll do that. Hey, Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. 
You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. WYRD Mountain Gals. WYRD.